Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. We did it. We did it, Elon Ferdman. We did it? We did it. What did we do? Oh, we're recording a podcast. Oh, <laughs> did we break the internet? And we're also uh, live on LinkedIn for the first time in our lives. Ooh, interesting. Hello, LinkedIn fans. Yes, LinkedIn. Are you out there? You know what? We'll go live everywhere. I'll even do it to Telegrams. Why not? All right. Why well, not? If you're listening live, hi and welcome. If you are listening as the recorded podcast, welcome back to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast. Excited to have you. Uh, Guy and I have been on a bit of a whirlwind adventure. I have been traveling the world for the last five weeks. I left my house June 26th. I don't know when you'll listen to this but I didn't get back till August 2nd was, uh, was the day that I got back. So it feels nice to be home. It feels good to sleep in my bed. It feels good to be at my actual temporary for now work desk, but uh, still nevertheless. And uh, I got to see Guy in New York of all places, which was cool and, and awesome. Um, so yeah, it feels good to be back. Uh, we had an interesting conversation earlier today with our team, and um, we thought that this would be an insightful thing to share with you guys about the energy and frequency of who we are and what we emit on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. And then we're going to also talk about how to actually um, shift that energy so that the reflection of your reality becomes different. So I just want to give you kind of like a little bit of an example. So obviously in the business that we're in, um, tons of people are booking calls with Guy and I, with our team uh, at different levels to get different information, et cetera. And sometimes, um, you know, people can be flaky and um, no shows or something that everyone deals with. And we were having this very intriguing conversation earlier today about no-shows and how we can actually use that as a tool for our personal growth and development. Because it's really easy, 
really easy to chalk up no shows to just, oh, you know, people are just being people and people are flaky and da 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 da. And by the way, you'd be a hundred percent right in in viewing life that way. Um, but what we find is that if you're viewing life in that way, then there's really no power, right? Like think about that dynamic. You've given all the power and all the control to your day to these other beings and your circum or your circumstances or your circumstances, right? Like it just, you're kind of this like, okay, they show, they don't, they show, right? Like, and what we started to bring forth today was this notion that you could stand in that as that being the reality, or you can stand in that I am actually the one causing not as, and I just want to make a distinction, like not that you did something wrong. Okay. Not that you need to like shame and blame yourself, but just that you are the impetus, the, the cause, the source of everything that happens around you. Right. And because of that, the no shows are actually in your field. So we kind of got nitty gritty down to it today. And I was just sharing that there are days that I wake up Right. And when I wake up and I'm sure you guys have maybe had one of two of these days ever, uh, you wake up and you just feel a little like groggier than usual. You know, you're just like, uh, I just feel tired. Maybe you had a long weekend. Maybe you traveled, whatever it is. Right. And you're just kind of like, but you got a full day of work ahead of you. And I shared an example where like I woke up one one day like this and uh, later that day, I had two podcasts that I was recording with somebody and I was just like, oh man, I just don't feel like I'm up for it, blah, 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 blah. And this person actually contacted me like an hour later and was like, I'm really sick. I reached out to these people. I actually, and, and I rescheduled and I was like, yes. Yeah. And in the moment I was kind of chuckling because it's like you live in a world of your creation, right? I, I literally created this happening. Now there's other moments, you know, like uh, one of the people on our team where uh, yesterday seven people no showed. Right. And so I basically asked, I was like, Hey, you know, what's in your space? Right. Because if we're feeling tired or we're feeling under-resourced or whatever it is, even though you have these mechanisms that want to power you through, Right. Like we all have this thing where it's like, ah, all right, suck it up. Go get that second cup of coffee. Like we're going to make this happen. Right. But deep down, like somewhere in there. And if you're being really honest, there's this part that goes, ah, fuck, I just hope they don't show up today. Like I really just don't have it in me to like be there for these people right now. And it's almost like this, you know, I had this vision right now, as I said, of like an EMP, you know, in the movies where they're like, and it sends out that knockout wave you the energy that you are is emitted out into the world always always and there's certain energies that we want to be around there's certain energies that we don't want to be around in fact what was really funny is like one of the people that did show up on the calls he was saying that was like this very like low energy kind of like whatever person i was like isn't that interesting because wasn't that the energy that you were in as well so it's just it's funny. And so I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll let Guy kind of take over and share some of the other things that we were talking about, how to actually like 
become aware and then also um, begin to shift that energetic dynamic so that your reality starts to shift? Yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time that, you know, uh, energetically reality or what we call an organic hologram is just a match to, to the frequency that you are, right? It's like, uh, you know, good examples, you're, you're, you're impatient, you suddenly find yourself on the road and everyone's driving slowly or cutting you off and mm -hmm. it exacerbates the impatience, right? And you're like, you're like, why today out of all days? And it's like, every other day is fine. It's like, well, it's <laughs> matching your energy, right? And, and so that that is kind of the point that elon's making here with taking responsibility it's like can we control circumstances and how they arise no probably not however like from the point of view of you're essentially responsible for your perception okay we don't think of it that way because we think we're this like arbitrary observer that's just watching things unfolding in a kind of chaotic fashion even though we want it all to be linear and in control and exactly how we want it but it's like Hey, if you are if you're a depressed person, and I and I was that for a long time, you find a lot of reasons to be depressed. You find a lot of reasons to be angry. You find a lot of reasons to be in dismay or not trust people. That's just that energy. When you're when you're joyful and in a flow state, it's like the world looks like a beautiful place. You can do no wrong. You know, you're much more compassionate with people. And so we really want to start taking notice of this phenomenon that it's like you do in a way have a say about the way that life appears to you. Now, for a lot of us, it may not seem that way because of ways that we've habituated our conditioning. And oftentimes not by our own choosing. It's just like you were in a certain world with your parents, there were certain perceptions and things given to you. You saw a lot of that, or you didn't see a lot of something that you wanted to see. And, and that, that created a feeling in your body that created a perception in how you observe the world. And so like everybody else, you know, it doesn't matter what side of any issue that you're on. The moment you're on the side of any issue, it's it seems to be human nature to then go find evidence that proves that reality correct as quickly as possible. And that would make sense because if you couldn't prove your reality with certainty, at least for how much we've evolved to this point in time, there would be like terror and fear all the time. Yeah. Now for, now for a lot of people, their version of reality PS creates terror and fear for them all the time anyway. And they still conclude and find evidence to create more terror and fear in their reality. Like we all know that, um, you know, impulsive person who's a constant worrier, that worrier is not looking for other evidence not to worry about. They are looking for more evidence of things to worry about. They'll watch the news. They'll they'll talk about every bad thing that's happening to every family member and every friend that they know. This one has cancer. This one is dying. This one's child sucks. This political party is evil, right? Like, and and again, they'll why they need to prove this version of reality correct, right? So there's a few things here. There there's an absolute uh, conditioned mental choice, like uh, like a bringing observance to the way that you are, right? Like if you bring attention. If you bring awareness to your habits, you're going to start seeing them in a new way. It's only when we say, I'm not part of this, right? It's like, it's only when we say, I'm powerless over this. It is just the way the world is. I know that's the way that the world is. It has nothing to do with me at all. I am an innocent bystander in all of this, right? And that's the thing. Like, we think of people as either kind of like guilty or innocent, but the, the reality is, like, underneath all that, neither side of those coins is taking any responsibility. The guilty are the ones that we force responsibility on. But what we're really saying is we're going to shame and blame them to put them in a situation where everybody knows that they did it. And the innocent are like, I have nothing to do with anything. 
right? The, the, the kind of middle place in between those, or when you include both of those, is because we've all been innocent and we've all been guilty, is a person who's like, I'm at the source of, I'm at the center of my experience, okay? Everyone's having their experience, but everyone is the center of their experience. We can call that ego, sure, but we could also call that awareness. And from your point of view, there's a certain type of reality. And so, again, there's two parts here. Number one, there's just bringing awareness to the fact that this is an interesting thing to inquire about and then get curious about. And if you want to play this game of being like central to your experience, you're going to find that you have a lot better choices to make in regard to the experiences that you're having. Guess what? You don't have to have those friends. You don't have to have them. If they're toxic, you, you can move on, right? It might feel like that's going to kill you. It's not, but you can move on. There's even family members that if you feel toxic with, I know there's a lot of conversation about like their family and you got to keep them on forever and blah, 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 blah. But like if your life is detrimental because of that, re that relationship and it's causing you harm to be around that person all the time, you do have a choice that you can make. Like you could, you could actually take responsibility for that, whether you want to clean things up, like there's something to forgive that hasn't been forgiven or something you get to get, forgive yourself for, or it's just moving on and seeing what, what else life life has to offer when you open up space for that. That's at the, the level of mind, okay? At the, at the level of energy, and this is what Elon and I are, are mostly interested in and talk about constantly and inside of our groups and, and point at too, is that there, there's a, a much more subtler awareness that human beings have. It's not something that we necessarily have to develop. It's actually native to us and it's our natural way of being. And if you're like, I don't, I don't know about this. I'm like, okay, uh, well, again, we always use the, the, the analogy here of like children. If you look at a child who is born into this world, the only language that a child speaks is the language of energy, right? There's no conditioning yet, even though for any parent knows like their child has kind of certain tendencies pretty early on, which is a little off striking. At least it was for me when, when I first had a kid. And then like the only thing you can do is like notice that the child is actually interacting with your energy. Any parent knows this. You're temperamental, the child gets temperamental. They get upset, you get upset about them getting upset, they get more upset. They don't come down when you get upset, they get more upset when you get upset. And that's true before they have language, that's true after they have language. And so we as humans get to recognize that like all mammals and all animals on this planet, there's an energetic signaling that's happening as a form of communication that's innate, inherent, and very deep. And like, again, if you don't recognize this, like how are birds flying in the air coordinated? How are fish swimming in schools of fish coordinated? They're not talking to each other in the way that we think of communication, but there's clearly communication. Any dog owner knows the same thing. You're upset, the dog's upset. You're happy, the dog's happy, right? Like, so th there is this underlying communication. So what we wanna recognize is when we are upset, when we are having an off day, there is a, a, a counterpart to your thoughts. It's in fact, it's, it's what's underneath the thought. It's what's deeper than the thought is there's an energetic component a feeling, a sensation inside your body that in that moment, your mind is designed and forced to respond to this energetic stimulus in your body. Okay, so like you're feeling um, queasy in your stomach. Your mind's not like, 
all right, stomach, good for you. <laughs> you know, it's like, it doesn't like take, take a side. I don't know about you guys. Like when I have a headache, I, I also feel nauseous oftentimes. There's, there's like a feeling to it as well. There's like an energetic component. And so if we want to alleviate and shift the stress of the mind and get it to a place where it can easily accept its role as the center, it is then vitally important for us to look at not what the symptom that we're dealing with, which is our inability to take responsibility, but the source of this feeling, this energy that's underneath it, that's creating a panic state or a terror state or an anxious state or a stressful state, that then the mind is going, I don't like that. Let's offset this experience and you know do something else or bypass it or try to ignore it or try to avoid it. And that's kind of the two camps that people fall into. They're either like really anxious about what's going on, still not able to take responsibility from that place, or they're completely avoidant and kind of like turning the other direction and still are not able to take responsibility. And so the, the number one thing that we can really, I think, get to an agreement about is what we can take responsibility for is how our environment is stimulating our body. Like there's a sensation inside and it's like, that's your sensation. That's nobody else's sensation. And again, there's this conversation like you're doing this to me, you're making me feel this way. And in that moment, again, there may be some truth to that, like that in that interaction or in that stimulus, it's hitting something inside of your system and that's creating discomfort. And what we want to notice about this is that this discomfort is not new. You have been feeling that since you were a little boy or a little girl. So something in the environment during your, your, your informative years while you were developing yourself, that is ultimately what created that discomfort. Now, we spend our entire lives trying to, our mind spends its entire life trying to protect us from that feeling. And unfortunately, guess what? Things hit it over and over and over again in, a, in our lives. And we go, see, the world is the same way because we're feeling that same sensation again that we felt as a little boy or a little girl who determined whatever you determined about the world at that time when you had that discomfort. And so if we want out of the trap, if we want to be able to be the type of person that can take responsibility, can source energy and power in their lives, it's not because we're like, oh, let me convince myself that I have uh, I'm this all powerful person. Like anybody could say that to themselves and you'll be like, your, your insides will go, that's a crock of shit. Like, I don't believe that, right? And if you start doing this work of learning how to metabolize energy in your body, the byproduct of that is just spaciousness. And when you have spaciousness, your body feels more relaxed, more grounded, more rested. And again, it kind of brings you towards more of that flow state orientation. And it's much more natural when you're in that flow state orientation to be like, you know what, I can take responsibility for this. It doesn't look like what my mind thought or has thought in the past that these things look like. What else, what else can I bring in as a perception here that really supports my growth and supports this energy to be flowed out into the world so that I can be an active participant and creator? One of the things that we, uh, we were talking about was using the out there as a feedback mechanism to let us know when we're out of sorts, almost like you, you set parameters that basically become red flags for you to pause and check inside, right? And so what I was offering to, to our team earlier today, and you guys can kind of map this on whatever is happening in your world. So Guy mentioned something even about 
people who are worried all the time, right? And like the outside world has to reflect back to you the parts of yourself that don't feel safe. And that's what kicks up the worrying, right? To one of our team members, right? Like when someone didn't show, what we were talking about today is like, once there is one no show, that you create that as a red flag. And you pause and you just take note of what's here right now. Mm -hmm. And the first step is just naming what's there. Like sometimes just naming that you're tired or naming that you're frustrated or naming that you're angry. Like you ever notice that when you name something, it almost like loosens a bit of the hold that it has on you. It's like think of something right now that is is kind of running you in this very moment and just name it right like i'm exhausted and just allow yourself to for for a minute feel exhausted don't run away from it don't try to mask it don't try to change it just be with like i'm exhausted or i'm angry or i'm shut down or whatever it might be. Once you start to name it, now you, you're getting like instantly into the experience of what is happening right now. And what I ask every one of my clients all the time is they'll share something with me and Guy and I have this ability where we can actually track in the other person's system, right? So like as they're sharing, I'm not really listening to the words so much as tracking what is happening in their system. And so they're sharing the story and as they're sharing, I can just feel their solar plexus just get like real, real tight and it's just squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. I can almost like feel the tension running up their neck and kind of like squeezing up in their jaw, right? I can feel all that stuff and I just pause them and I'm like, just bring your awareness right now to your solar plexus. Because we can strip away all the other stuff. Like, and the question that I ask them is this, is what you're feeling right now new? So right now, whatever you named, is what you're feeling right now new? And I already know the answer, which is, of course not. This is something that you know really, really well. And you experience many, many times, probably daily, And so you want to pause and go like, okay, well, I do experience this, maybe not daily, but I do experience this quite often. And that, if anything, should point to the fact what we were saying is like reality is always going to keep giving you things to highlight this aspect of yourself. Because reality, just like your kids are ninjas at doing this and like pointing to and touching those things where you're like, ah, right? They're doing that because they're here to help you grow. They're here to help you move past this thing. You keep thinking like someone's doing this thing to me and it's so annoying and da, 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 da. And as long as you're in that conversation, you know, it's like the, the level of questions that you ask determines the level of your life. So most people that are in that place, they ask like, why does this keep happening to me? 
why do I keep feeling this way? Why do they keep doing this? And what do you hear in that? Like a person that asks why questions, you know exactly who they are. They're in victim mentality, stuck in victim mentality, trying to prove constantly that they're a victim. That's the only why questions, right? So then people, yeah, exactly. So those that are with us live are, are commenting. Yeah, so they're a victim, right? So if you ask a different question, like, what is this here to teach me? Or how can I grow from this, right? Now you're, you're asking a completely different question with a completely different intention. And what we keep pointing people to is there's, there's two, two paths that I can see for growth. One is you're going to try to understand everything and why it happens to you why it exists this way, et cetera. And you're going to get really, really good at understanding things. The other one is you're going to get curious about what is happening inside your system. The thing that you're responding to right now in this moment is simply touching an aspect of you that originally got created when you were probably two or three years old. When you experience that heartbreak, right, like the person leaves you or you lost your job or whatever it might be, right? Like, and there's this feeling of like, oh my God, that hurts so much, right? You could like, you can really feel in that heart. That's not even the heartbreak from now. That's simply touching and highlighting that thing, that original heartbreak that happened when you were two or three years old. Can I interject on Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and, and, and real quick to Elon's point here, it's like, so when we're experiencing those things, our immediate reaction seems to be, get that away from me, I don't wanna experience this, mm-hmm. which makes total sense, okay? But that's not how healing works. There's two things at play here. The system is intelligently designed to repeat things you've done before. Why? Think about how we get how humans get good at anything. If you wanna play the piano, do you go play it one time and like that's that? You gotta practice. And so we put ourselves in situations where we play the piano over and over again. If you haven't healed, then the system is designed to bring that experience or variations of that experience into your life, not to cause you more harm, but so that you can heal it and, and liberate yourself from it. So that's this is not me talking. This is quantum physics talking, by the way. And so it's really important to, to get that it's coming into your life again. And there is that discomfort again. Most people push it away. They avoid have anxiety about it try to numb themselves, right? Here's the reality. If you're willing to go through it, mm-hmm. right? Energy equal and opposite forces. We all know this, right? So take it from a physics perspective. If it went in with a certain kind of energy, a certain kind of feeling, it's going to come out with that feeling. But here's the difference. When we're in our mind, and this is what Elon and I teach, is like how to come out of the conditioned, localized mind, how to go into higher states of consciousness that are unlocalized, spacious, and awake aware, and all these kind of things. When you come out of that, your ability to be with that sensation and that conditioning becomes actually rather natural. And so when the pain goes in, the pain goes out. But in this situation, instead of reenacting and looping in the pain, this will be the last time you have to feel that pain. Okay, and it's in going through that experience that you've been avoiding your whole life. Because every time it hits that thermostat, like maybe you can deal with that pain at four, 
But when it hits an eight, you're like, nah, the mind is like, we ain't doing that. But when you train yourself to go into a different state of mind, that mind doesn't care. It can go through it. No problem. It can just sit with it. It gets the resource it needs. And again, we're just all we're doing in this in the healing work is we are creating an environment where the where the intelligence of our awareness naturally heals us. Right. No different than if you cut cut your finger, we can create an environment where that finger is going to heal itself quickly. Right. You clean the cut. You wash your hands. You put a bandage on it. It, it cleans. Right? I mean, your, your finger will be just fine. If you infect that finger, you stick it in a bunch of dirt and it gets infected. Fingers not going to heal. And so emotionally, that's like what we're doing. It's like we keep infecting ourselves because we're not creating an environment that's like sterile enough for this thing to heal. And I'm not talking about sterility here, but I'm using that as a metaphor. And so what we want to get to is we want to get to a place where we can actually be with our experiences. Imagine if you were no longer scared of how things felt in your body, because it's not out here that you care about. I know it seems that way because that's how we've been conditioned to think about your external, about your relationships and, and your circumstances. And it all seems like if I just change that, then I'm not going to feel this anymore. But we've all changed our circumstances and still felt that. And so we want to start realizing that this this everything that we do in this world from buying and, and, and con being a consumer and all these things, we don't give a shit about the product. Those those are nice. What we care is about the momentary feeling that we get inside that makes us feel elated or novel or relaxed or whatever it is. Like when I get a massage, yes, it makes my body feel good. But what am I really paying attention to? This relaxed feeling in my body. Ah, oh, that feels so good. And so it's really this inner experience that we want to focus on. So when you're upset about stuff in your life, when you're sure that your reality looks a certain way, it's not about the circumstance. It's about you don't like how it feels in your body. So imagine, though, like anything else, you practice that over and over again. You sit in it and you finally go through that feeling. You don't temper it. You just fucking let it go. Right? You're tired. You're tired. You're upset. You're upset. You actually go through that experience. Once it passes, and it always does, like nothing is permanent. And we're talking minutes here most of the time. We're not talking hours. We're not talking days, months, or weeks, or the, or the kind of trauma that people live with for a lifetime is their inability to be with that sensation in their body. So is it that radical of a thinking to, to say to somebody, you know what, can we just sit with that sensation in your body? Even if it's terror, I'm right here with you. And guess what? It moves through in minutes, let's say hours maximum. Like if you could heal yourself from lifelong trauma in hours, you're gonna be like, nah, it's too much investment. I really want 30 years of trauma carried around with me everywhere I go. You know, you're gonna be like, yeah, I can sit here for two hours with that. That seems okay. Even if you felt terror for two hours, but then you never felt that terror again, yeah. would you would you say no to that opportunity? So to, to me, that's that's it. You go through that emotion. You come out the other side because a body can't maintain any sensation forever. It's not possible. Now look at your own life. Have you ever been afraid forever? Have you ever been heartbroken forever? Have you ever been livid forever? Like it's nothing stays. It's all temporal. So when we get in this habit of, you know what? I know how to sit with these sensations in my body, the byproduct is liberation. The byproduct is safety. The byproduct is well-being. The byproduct is, is more connection. And so ultimately, last thing I'll say here is even in relationships where you have it, like I had this with my parents. So I was just in Florida, like shit comes up, right? It happens. Uh, you know, you're like, why are they like that? Why can't they change? And then you realize you're like, it has fucking nothing to do with that. Like what if they never change? Yeah. 
the only freedom I will ever get in those relationships is, you know what, that's me. I'm uncomfortable with how I feel when I'm around that energy. Guess what? It's, it, but if I spend my whole life waiting for them to change, I'm gonna spend my whole life in upset. But that's if I can, absolutely. But if I can turn inside and be like, you know what? That's me. And, and, and what I'm not bringing to that situation, you're thinking you're not bringing compassion to them. No, you're not bringing compassion to you and how that discomfort feels in your body. And so you turn it and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be compassionate towards this aspect of myself. It's fucking, it's really upset. It's, it doesn't feel supported. doesn't feel connection, whatever it might be. And you sit with that and suddenly you're like, you know what? That's not so bad. And guess what happens instantly? The moment you're able to be responsible for your inner world, you have immediate compassion for the other person because you're no longer, they're no longer victimizing you because they never were in the first place. It's that part that believes it's a victim of that situation, but that part also needs you to turn because you've victimized that part. You're not showing up for that part. You are not connecting to that part. You're not helping that part feel, go through its paces and feel safe because you're not in a, most of us are not in a place in our mind and our conditioning where we know how to sit with these feelings and these really more than feelings is this sensation in our body when you train yourself to do that like just like when you train yourself to play the piano an instrument or any sport suddenly you can show up to the game with a lot of confidence right that's just what happens no one can play orchestra piano without fucking practicing you put me in front of a live studio audience and you tell me to play the piano i'm gonna shit a brick i'm not prepared but that's how we go through life we are not prepared and we are always in front of the audience so when you prepare yourself in that way, suddenly you build a kind of confidence that is not ego driven. Like it's not a pompous, I gotta build myself up and show everyone I'm confident. You just know yourself as somebody who can sit with anything that occurs in front of you. As the observer of that situation, not as the object going through that situation. And that is liberation, that is true liberation. We actually do a, uh, a practice in our intuitive mind live event and it's a uh, meditation like a healing meditation that we do specifically around relationships and we talk about how relationships are gold for our growth and development if we choose to see them as such and so what guy was mentioning like going back to your family right like we have clients tons of times that end up going back and like being with their family for a week and guess what you know, we always say, you want to know how transformed you are, go back and be with your, be with your parents for a week. And what happens is when you're in that environment, right? Like you're in your old house, you're in your old room, you're in that old, old, uh, just energetic place. It kicks up a lot of these old patterns. Again, coming from that place of like, why, instead of like, why are they doing this to me? Or why are they this way? Or why do they always say that thing or whatever it is, right? Like that just gets you more stuck in it. Coming from a different place where you can say, okay, what is this here to teach me? What are they trying to show me? And then you really start to see that this energy that hits is hitting something that's been there for a long, long time. And what we do in this meditation is we actually shift the relationship from one of contention and one of this person, like you being the victim and this person having done something to you, to actually seeing this person as an angel or a messenger 
that has brought this incredibly powerful life lesson into your life. This takes about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. It's not like some crazy, you know, four day thing that we do. And it really does shift that fast when first you're willing to go and look at it from that perspective. B, you're actually willing to sit and go through the energy that is arising. Because typically what happens is the energy hits your body. It is so overwhelming, right? Like your body doesn't know how to digest all that energy that hits. And so your mind chimes in and puts you into a coping pattern. Now that coping pattern might be, you know, Matt was on here. It's like, fuck all of this, right? That's a good coping mechanism. Brilliant, brilliant protection mechanism. Fuck you. Fuck them. Fuck this. I'm out. Right. Even saying that you can feel like it creates that distance between this and you. And you're just like, I'm out. Other people maybe drink or eat or smoke or take pills or go for a run or exercise. We all have some way that we deal with and cope with this energy that hits our body. Here's the thing to note. Every time you've done that, has it worked and has it worked permanently? It works in the moment. Can't argue with that. It definitely makes you feel better in the moment. And isn't it true that it always comes back? Mm -hmm. And if the truth is that it always comes back, again, kind of bringing this full circle, it keeps coming back because it's wanting to and is ready to be released from your energetic body. And right now, what you get to be really truthful about is, do I or do I not have the tools to do that? The truth is, this is going to keep happening. You don't have to trust me. Just look at your own life experience. Isn't it true that in my own life experience, I have felt this thing over and over and over again. I have ways that I've coped with it over and over again, and it is still here over and over again. Because there are core parts that just got trapped inside of you, and I don't care if you had a Hollywood mom and dad upbringing, you still have trauma in there. Your parents could be the best parents in the world, still have trauma and maybe not like big T trauma of, you know, abuse or rape or one of those things. That's like a whole other can, but we've all had trauma because our parents didn't know how to tune to us. You know, I grew up in a household and guy grew up in a household. Like our parents loved us. I always felt safe. I always felt taken care of. Like I, I knew that physically they were going to be there for me. And there were things that just emotionally we're not accessible in our household. Like we didn't know how to process emotions and energy because my parents were never taught that by their parents. And so they didn't know how to give that to us. And like, here we are. And now guy, guy and I do all this work and we're like, holy crap. We're like emotionally stunted, like just didn't have access to all these emotions. And if you're a man out there, typically uh, most men really, because the way of cultural upbringing, we're not allowed to cry. We're not allowed to be sad. We're not allowed to be like, 
men are relegated to aggression and lust. Those are like the main two emotions that men can kind of operate in and it's okay. Women have a little bit more leeway, but like saying things like stop crying pussy or like stop, stop being a girl or girls don't cry. Like all, like whatever, right? Like all this thing that we've been programmed that all stunts us. So now to open that can and go back into those places and realize like, whoa, I've had all this stuff just like bent and kinked and shut down. Then you've shut down life force. Life force is all of it. It's the anger. It's the frustration. It's the sadness. It's the agony. It's the terror. It's the all of it. Now, because you don't know how to process it and because you don't know how to feel it and it feels so unsafe to feel it, you push it away like it's the plague. But it doesn't matter how much you push it away. It doesn't keep coming back. So if it keeps coming back, it keeps coming back because it's trying to educate you. It's like, I'm ready to release this because this no longer needs to be in here and no longer serves me. And when we sit with people, right, both like that sit with us and, and help us process this stuff as, you know, we're the, we're the client. And then the other roles when we're the practitioner, once you understand the, the simplicity of allowing yourself to go through those things while someone is there with you, it leaves and it leaves for good. And you no longer have to tinker or understand or shift or change or make all these, all these things that you're trying to do out there. Like the people around you will start being different. They'll show up on calls. They'll be kind and compassionate to you in ways that you've never seen them be kind and compassionate to you before. And not because they've changed simply because you've gotten rid of that part that needed highlighting. And so they get that information and they no longer need to reflect that back to you. Yeah. yeah and I was going to say, and, and, and those parts in our system, if, you know, if they're still reenacting, they're still at play, they like all of us need to prove a reason for their existence, mm -hmm. right? Like there's an aspect of you that tries really hard or suffers you know, to, to support people and very common stuff, right? Like we give, but we give from like suffering. Like I give, but I never get back in return. Like, and I give, and then I have nothing left and then fuck everybody. Like whatever that is, like that aspect of you has to prove its viability. It needs a story to be motivated and to motivate you to be, play that role. And so of course, again, the system works that the perception creates the reason for that thing to be viable but we've all been in reenactments and loops that we know like yeah we do that and we kind of know how it all turns out like you guys know what i mean like you send somebody a message you're you're in a hostile energy but you write it very sweetly but then you write like these two little words at the end that are like to kind of show them that you're upset you know you try to get that sarcastic tone in there and then they respond to you and they're like what's wrong and you're like nothing's wrong Everything's fine. I'm having a fantastic day. And they're like, no, no, it seems like something's wrong. And you're like, well, yada, yada, yada. And then they're upset. Now you're upset. Everyone's making each other wrong before you know it. Nobody's talking to each other for three days. Then you come back, you apologize. You feel like a piece of shit. 
blah, blah, blah. It takes a lot of energy and time to recover, to repair, to bring it back to homeostasis. A few weeks go by and you feel like everything's okay. And then a week later, boom, another rupture, right? Like they're like, you know that. And then you look at them and you go, well, oh, I can't believe they did that. And it's like, well, you did send the energy. You did send that message in that energy. And that's the kind of responsibility we're talking about is like, we play these games with ourselves, literally ourselves. And then we think, oh, they're responding to that game on. But you kind of know how that's going to go when you do that, don't you? You know the future of that. We pretend like we're surprised. But if you really take a moment to think about it, you're like, yeah, I knew my mom was going to respond that way. So that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about here. And again, it's like if you're tired of that reenactment, then like that's what there is to take responsibility for. You know, that, that's what there is to go to work on. That's what we want to begin to metabolize. All right. So I know Elon has to jet. Uh, we love y'all. Thank you for listening to this. Hope you got value from it today. If uh, there's anything you hear here that you're curious about and you're wondering, you know, what is this work that these guys are doing? We promise you this is this is not just, you know, hopefully if you tune into our podcast, if you're part of our trainings, you, you probably realize by now that, that what we do here is not simply just a, an adjustment and a reconditioning of people's mindset. Um, these are, are real viable practices that allow for people to metabolize energy in their body such that, that the mind that we're talking about here, that everyone's trying to recondition and reprogram and rehabituate to do whatever they want, and it's not doing that, it's because it's responding to this undertone. It's responding to this undercurrent of, of energy in your body. And so if you don't train yourself to be aware of that undercurrent, your mind is always going to do what your mind has done. You can try. We have Elon and I have 15 years. Try to change it and you will make some headway. You will learn how to manage and cope better with what's happening in your life. You will re regain balance faster in your life without a doubt. That's what mindset is very useful for. And our contention is, is that you will not heal it though. It will never actually fully change. You will always have a frustration and wonder deep inside how come that thing hasn't fully changed? Why is that still? Why do I still feel that way on the inside? And what we're pointing to here, these undercurrents of energy is that why? That is the terror. That is the fear. That is the worry. That is the stress and the anxiety that all of humanity is dealing with, no exception, because we've never met anybody after coaching, I don't know, tens of thousands of people, that is an exception to this rule. We're all in the awakening process together, Elon and I included. We don't have all the answers. However, after 20 years and a million dollars spent on our education, working with countless teachers and having just about every experience in the space you can imagine, this is what we have found that works and works for everybody. It always comes back to the simplest truth is presence and awareness. And there's a quality to that that can't be understood simply by talking about it that has to be directly experienced by the user in order to recreate a how we can actually have our as lived experience and consume the experience of our lives in a completely different way that allows for the system to self-heal and self-liberate and reorganize into something that most of us have never ever experienced before if you're interested in that, please do not hesitate to reach out to our team uh, if you can't find a button or a link on the page or wherever you're watching this just go to your uh, URL bar and type in callsatori.com and uh, you can book a call with our team, have a conversation with them about what's going on in your life and see if this work fits you. 
just know that we don't take those calls. We don't offer you anything to buy on those calls. And that's, we do that on purpose. So you actually can show up and just feel nice and relaxed and really explore inside of people who are doing this work and who have, are giving time in their life over to other people to have conversations about what this could look like for you. And if after you've had that conversation, it strikes you that you want to do something more intensive, uh, a weekend, a pro long-term program with us, you know, really habituate this, practice this, bring it into your life in a, in a palpable way. You can then have that conversation and we can tell you what, what kind of things we offer, um, you know, cost and time and all that kind of stuff that goes along with, uh, investing in yourself. Okay. So that's the rung here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today. We love you very much. Thank you for listening and your time and attention. We appreciate it very much. And we'll see you next time. Bye y'all. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.